Welcome back. Uh, where we left off in the last video, I had just purchased a million dollar house. To do it, I went to the bank and I said, Bank, uh, can you give me $750,000? And they said, Sure, Sal, you have an excellent credit rating and you look like an all around great guy, so we'll give you $750,000. And so I took that $750,000 and the $250,000 that I had saved up through, through a lifetime of hard work and I went and I bought that house. So after that transaction, this is what my, my personal um, well, this might not involve everything, but this could be my personal balance sheet, but it looks like my whole world is this house, which in a lot of cases it is for a lot of people. So in this situation, what are my assets? I have a million dollar house. On my balance sheet, I have one asset in the world. Um, you know, I, I guess you can't quantify um, charisma and good looks. So the only real tangible asset I have is a million dollar house. And what are my liabilities? Well, I owe $750,000. Uh, to the bank, and so we we learned in the last video, and and it, you shouldn't view this as a formula. It almost it should start to make a little bit of intuitive sense that assets are equal to liability plus equity, or the other way to view it is asset minus liabilities is equal to equity, right? Just subtract the liabilities from both sides, and you know that well. If I have a million dollar of assets, I owe seven hundred fifty thousand. If I were to resolve everything, what I'd have left over at the end is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And I could make that happen. I could sell the house for a million dollars, hopefully, and then pay the bank back, and I would have 250000 left. So that's what equity is, just what you have left after you resolve everything. Or another way, I mean, and this makes sense to you. If you think about all of the things you own minus all of the things you owe to other people, equity is what's left over, or that could be owner's equity. So now let's play with um, some scenarios of, uh, of, of what happens maybe when the price, when the, the value, the market value of the house changes. So let's say what happens when, um, oh, and one, one important thing to notice, note, this, this bank, they're not just going to give me $750,000, you know, just to do anything with it. They're not going to say, hey, Sal, here's $750,000. Um, I know you'll pay it back to me, but you can go gamble it in Monaco. They, they, they want to know that they have a good chance of getting at least the money that they, they give, the loan amount, and that's all often referred to as the principal. They want to know that they're going to be able to get that principal back one day. So what they say is, Sal, we're only going to give you this loan, but this loan has to be backed or it has to be collateralized by some asset. And so what I say is, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm taking this loan out to buy a house, this you know, million dollar house. If for whatever reason I lose my job or, you know, I disappear somehow or w whatever happens, if, if I can't pay you the $750,000, you get the house you'll get this million dollar house. And right now that looks like a pretty good deal to the bank, right? They almost hope that I'll default because they gave me $750,000. If after a day I just say, you know what bank, I can't pay this loan, I, I don't have the income or I lost my job, I can't afford the mortgage, they get a million dollar house. Overnight they would have made $250,000, right? They would have essentially gotten all my, my equity for free. So in that situation, uh, the bank works out pretty good, and that's why they make sure that there's something that they can grab onto if you can't pay the loan. And that's why back in the good old days, and I think the good old days are going to come back again, and I think they already are, that the bank wants you to put some down payment in a house. Because there's a situation where, let's say that I do this, I borrow the money and I, I buy the house, um, and I lose my job or you know whatever, I just drink away all of my money, whatever the case may be. And so the bank, and, and they foreclose. Foreclose means that Sal isn't paying on his, paying his debt, so we're going to take the collateral back that he gave for the loan. So in that situation, the bank says, Sal can't pay, we're taking that house. Well, when they take that house, there's a situation where, you know, maybe they're not going to get a million dollars for that house. They don't want to sit and wait for 
months and months and months while a real estate agent tries to sell it. So the, the bank might just auction off the house. And when it auctions off the house, um, actually I think there are low, low laws that it can't get more than the mortgage or anything more than the mortgage it gets. It actually has to pay taxes or well, we won't go into all of that. But it'll auction off the house and maybe it can only auction off the house for $800,000, right? So the million dollar asset would really become an $800,000 asset. And so the bank keeps this equity cushion, right? That if, if, if they loan $750,000 for a million dollar house, and then the million dollar house only sells for eight hundred, the bank still gets all of their money back. That's why in the good old days, the banks want you to put 20 or 25% down because they know even if the, how, the value of the house drops by 20 or 25%, it'll all come from your equity. And maybe I should draw a diagram to see that situation. Let's say, let's say that for whatever reason, um, I have to sell this house in a fire sale. Or let's say I can't sell the house, and the bank is forcing me to liquidate my assets. The bank says, well, then I want that house back. So in that situation, well, actually, that's not a good situation because the bank will just, I'll just get wiped out. Let's just do the situation where, let's say a neighbor's house sells for, a, a neighbor's house that is identical. An identical neighbor's house sells for $800,000, right? So in that situation, if I want to be honest with myself, and if I want to be honest with the balance sheet, and actual you know, real companies have to do this, I'll say, you know what, this asset, I have to revalue it. I cannot, in all honesty, say that this is now worth, a, this is a $1 million asset. So I would revalue the asset, and this is actually called marking to market. You've probably heard, of the, heard this concept. Marking to mar market means I have an asset, and every now and then, maybe every few months, every quarter, a quarter is just a fourth of a year, I have to figure out what that asset is worth. And the best way to figure out what that asset is worth is to see what identical assets like that are going for in the market. And very few houses are completely identical. Well, there are in kind of a few uh, suburbs. But very few houses are completely identical. But let's just say that I know for a fact that an identical house just sold for $800,000. So I have to be honest, and I have to market to market, and then say that my assets are now an $800,000 house. 800,000 house. My same house, nothing really happened, but the market value has dropped by $200,000 for whatever reason. Maybe maybe the car factory nearby has has gone out of business. So in this situation what happens? What is my new balance sheet? Well, has my liabilities changed because my neighbor's house sold for less? Well, no. I still owe as far as the bank is concerned, I still owe $750,000 to the bank. I still owe 750000 This is a liability. I still owe $750,000. This is assets, of course. So what's my leftover? What's, what would be the leftover if I were to liquidate at the market price, if I were to sell the house at the market price? Well, I would have 50 k left over. So my, um, essentially, when the market price of my asset dropped, all of that value came out of my equity. Right, and this is—I'll I'll do actually a whole other video on on the benefits and the risks of leverage because that's very relevant to what's happening in the world world today. But I think you get a sense uh, well, what's happening. Equity kind of takes all of the risk. So in this situation, th this is why the bank wants you to put some down payment because the bank—if you can't pay this loan right here—they're going to take your house. And even in the situation where the value of the house went down, if you can't pay the loan, the bank will still be able to get. It's 750k, right? If you just if you just leave town or lose your job and you just tell the bank I can't pay anymore, they're just going to take this house, sell it, hopefully for 800k, because that's what your neighbor sold it for, 
and they're going to get the money back for their loan. So that's why the bank wants you to put some down payment. And then there's the other situation, which is maybe you know a more positive situation, and this is what happened in much of a much of the world, and especially in areas like California and and Florida and Nevada over the last five years or so, and I'll do a whole video on why it happened. But let's say your neighbor's house a year later didn't sell for $800,000. Let's say the identical neighbor's house sold for $1.5 million. And you say, gee whiz, that's great. Now my house is also worth for $1.5 million because I'm marking to market. So now my asset, nothing has really changed. It's still the same house. But I guess since someone else sold it for $1.5 million, I guess I could too. So my asset is now a $1.5 million house. What are my liabilities? Well, your liabilities still haven't changed. I still owe I still owe seven hundred fifty thousand dollars seven hundred that says seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to bank. This is liabilities. So what's left over? What's my equity? What's my equity? Well, assets minus liabilities. So I have seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of equity. That's awesome. Even though the house appreciated by fifty percent, right? It went from a million to one point five, my equity grew threefold. It it appreciated by it appreciated by 200%. And this is, I think you're starting to get the benefits of you know, what, what happens when you do leverage. Leverage is when you use debt to buy an asset. But when you use leverage, your, the value of your, the return that you get on your asset gets multiplied when you go to the return on your equity. Hope I'm not confusing you. But in this situation, all of a sudden I have a ton of equity. And I'm running out of time. But in the next video, I'm going to talk about how this happened. Because you saw it in a lot of neighborhoods, a lot of houses, a lot of houses appreciated over the last um, from about 2001 to 2005. And people all of a sudden, just sitting on their house, ended up with a lot of equity. And they felt that, wow, I just went from having 250,000 of net wealth to 750,000 of wealth without doing anything, just by my neighbor's house selling for more. I'll see you in the next video.